Hello, this is David Clive Price, and you're so welcome today to the Asia Business Network Expert Series. Coming up, we're going to talk about public relations and communications, and how important they are to achieve success in the markets of both the East and the West. And we have a great guest in the experts chair today. It is Sally Meyer Yip. Sally is a cross-cultural public relations strategist with a mission to help companies build successful business with PR and marketing. She is the founder and CEO of 11K Consulting, a niche consultancy focusing on bridging the gap between UK, Europe and Asia, China. 11K Consulting consists of a team of modern, multilingual communications experts who help European clients unlock the Chinese and Asian consumer and who assist Chinese and Asian brands to work effectively in Europe. So we're thrilled to have her here today. Sally, welcome. Thank you, David. It's great to have you. So shall we start off with a question that perhaps goes right to the heart of what you do? Yep, sure. Why are PR and communications so important for doing East-West business? I think uh, trust is really the cornerstone of doing East-West business. And PR is the tool to build, reinforce and maintain trust that required to do business between East and West. And by that, I mean uh, PR helps businesses to identify and understand who their target audience are, and also how to communicate with them effectively, and ultimately what to say in order to build this trust required in doing long-term business together. So trust is essential, and yeah. and and trust to build relationships with the consumer. Um, does that mean that PR is different in the East, for example, than doing uh, than doing PR in the West? Are there any particular differences that you can see? I would say yes and no. Yes, it is different uh, from a how perspective because of the fundamental cultural differences in the East and the West. So how you communicate with consumers and businesses in the East is quite different from how you do it in the West. So let me give you an example. So culturally, people in the East listen to the authority. And as a result, they may not speak up or express their opinions as openly as that in the West. So when you communicate with people in the East, don't take yes as yes. A yes doesn't really mean yes. Instead, ask many questions to really understand what they want. Yes. On the other hand, sorry. Sorry, carry on. Yes, sorry. Yes. On the other hand, I would say it is no difference in doing PR in the East from the West because the end goal is the same, which is either to drive sale performance or to raise brand awareness. And I would say the PR skills is transferable from country to country. And in this context, I would say no. So you would say that um, the question of yes, saying yes and no, or what we might call saving face, um, yeah. are all part of a more oblique, a more indirect way of uh, communicating, um, and that this comes out in 
the way that PR is done in the East or the way that uh, you build campaigns for, say, Western brands into Asian countries. Would you, would you say that was true? Yes, that's absolutely true. And this obliqueness um, is not necessarily there in the messages of the branding or of the advertising but in the way that you approach the customer and, I guess, also your audience, because you're talking about um, audiences for presentations and audiences for conferences and speaking, all these areas as well um, belong to PR, don't they? Yes. So basically, PR is all about how you communicate uh, with your target audience. So it's about really understanding who your target audience are and then uh, identify how and what to say to them. So what would be the elements of, of a successful PR campaign to present a Western brand, for example, and products in China or in Asia in general? Yes, that is a really good question. There are three elements I want to point out here. So first is naming. It sounds very obvious, but very often Western brands uh, do not recognize that they actually lead a Chinese or local name um, because English is not the mother tongue for most people in Asia and a lot of Chinese people have difficulty to pronounce English names correctly. So having a local name is really important to help the brand connect with the local audience. So just to give you an example, one of my current clients is Burnton Arcade, which is a beautiful luxury shopping arcade in London. And one of my jobs is to help them to increase their brand awareness in China and Asia. So the very, very first thing we did was to give them a memorable Chinese name. So first is naming. And the second thing I would like to point out is to find a local ambassador. Because a foreign brand is so far from the local country, it is very important to have a local face to represent your brand on the ground. An example here, so um, a few years ago when I was working in Singapore, I was running a regional PR campaign for Sasquari Kiwi Food in Southeast Asia. Uh-huh. And we found a local ambassador to help us to represent the brand in each Southeast Asian country, from Philippines, Vietnam, India, Singapore, etc. So they could be a local celebrity or a local nutritionist or a local chef who shared the same passion and values assess very key food and the campaign yes. worked really really well that the client actually saw an increase in sales by 60% within a year across the region and because they were able to connect with the local audience uh, with a local face and the third uh, one I would like to point out is that culture does matter in terms of PR and communications very often what we find that my uh, Western brands or Western clients simply rely on their global messaging when they communicate with local audience. And very often, it doesn't really translate anything to the local audience. So it is very critical to understand the local language as well as the local way of life when you try to reach the local audience. And just give you two recent examples. Um, When KFC entered the China market, the slogan, finger licking good, uh, <laughs> yes. means uh, eat your fingers off in Chinese language. <laughs> That's a great so one. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 
And also recently in the USA, a Mac a marketer tried to issue coupons to the Chinese Americans in their native Chinese language that offered $24 discount with each purchase. But actually, this promotion did not work at all because the number two in some Chinese communities mean easy, but the number four is the word death. <laughs> so 24 means easy death, which did not come out well for Chinese people. So uh, the key is that uh, brands don't have a second chance to market themselves in a new market. So it is really, really important to get everything right in the very first instance. Yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it's the naming the local ambassador, yes. understanding the lo- local culture. Yes, that whole question of, I mean, I think that's probably the area where it's easiest for a Westerner to understand what's necessary is to point out the kind of mistakes that are made with language, just language yeah. to start with, and choosing your brand name and choosing your product name. Um, I think there was uh, Google started off in, in China with the the words, uh, they chose the Chinese characters of Google uh, for Google yeah. and meant uh, Song of the Rice Harvest. Yeah. Which, you know, suggested that uh, Chinese consumers, if they use Google, were going to become uh, rice farmers or, you know, more successful rice farmers, yes. <laughs> which is not exactly what they wanted no. to do. Oh, yeah. That's and, a very good example of. Uh, really understanding the local language and by that you can find local experts to help you. Yes, of course. And it's all part of this approach of doing very careful homework and plugging into the local cultures. I like very much what you said about the local ambassadors too. Um, in other businesses, this might translate into the, you know, the local partner, knowing how to choose the local partner. Um, I've worked with a company in, in Hong Kong, a beauty products company that's for, for several years that's uh, produced products all over uh, Asia but in each different um, market they've chosen products and uh, strap lines and uh, messaging that's all to do with the local culture and they've chosen exactly as you said Sally the local ambassador yeah. maybe it's a, a famous movie star or somebody yeah. from the local culture that can that can promote their brands so Looking at it from the other point, oh, just one more question I wanted to ask you. I'm fascinated to know about the Burlington Arcade. What what did they choose for their um, Chinese um, brand name and what does it mean? I'm sure listeners would like to know that. Yes, basically um, because uh, Burlington Arcade has such a strong history and heritage, so we don't want to mistranslate the accents of the brand. So for this one, we actually go for the easy one, which is to use the pinyin of uh, Benton RK yes. uh, as the Chinese name. So uh, we have just launched the Chinese website, actually. So the URL is called com, which is exactly the translation of Benton RK in Mandarin. Excellent. And which would mean in Mandarin? Um, uh, it still means uh the name of oh, the oh, it's still the pinyin. It's, yes. I see. It's still yes. the phonetic sound of the. It, but in the Chinese characters, I was wondering if uh, they represent something interesting. Um, for this one, we actually decided to uh go back to the pinyin. Ah, I see. Uh, 
which means uh, it still give people an understanding that is about a luxury shopping arcade. Um, and actually, we intentionally to put England in front of the name uh-huh. so that people know that this is from uh, England, from UK. Yeah, so this is really a minefield of um, possible misunderstandings. Yeah. Also, the characters can mean different things according to the different tones, can't they? So yes. all in all, you have to have really expert advice like uh, your clients can get from you on exactly how to present this brand in a way that's going to appeal to, to the Chinese market. And of course, Speaking about the Chinese market, there are many different markets, aren't there, in yeah, China as yeah, well? Yeah, it's so complex, yeah. So, again, it's to do with uh, communications that are, that are geared or targeted to particular markets like Shanghai or the East Coast towns or the provincial cities or a particular provincial city, I guess, for some companies, etc. It, so it's bearing all these things in mind, isn't it, Sally? Yeah, that's true. Um, and I would say... Uh, finding a local product does help you to really narrow down who to target and how to target them. Yes, and we mustn't give the impression that it's just China, of course, or Chinese that presents yeah. uh, challenges for branding and marketing. It's all over Asia because there's a mosaic of many different cultures, isn't there? And, yeah, and yeah. Each... I guess uh, for Western brands, when they think about Asia, uh, they can also think about Europe. There's no like Europe PR strategies say, uh, per se. Like yes. Germany is so different from UK. Um, so really, we need to consider each country differently and make sure that um, we have local standard. I, I mean, we have global standard, but still we need to understand the local environment and do business locally. And it just goes to show how important um, knowing the culture is for every aspect of business and PR and uh, communications and marketing above yeah. above all. Um, otherwise, your brand simply won't get off the ground, will it, Sally? Yes, exactly. Um, and I'm sometimes surprised by companies that, that don't seem to have taken this on board. Yeah. Um, like you wouldn't really go to uh, you know produce your product for Italy or um, for Hungary or or perhaps for Germany in in exactly the same way you wouldn't promote it and um, market it in the same way so mm-hmm. we got to think of Asia in those terms and we got to think of China as well as a mosaic of different markets too yeah exactly so turning it round the other way a moment Sally yeah um, how can PR help Chinese and Asian brands succeed in Europe? I thought of this question and I thought I may give you a current example. So I'm helping a Chinese educational consultancy here in the UK who wants to grow even further after right. being here for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And the challenges here for them are twofold. One is um, that actually no one really heard of them before. Uh, even they have been here for 15 years. And the other challenge is that there's still kind of a perception that Western brands or people are quite skeptical about like Chinese Chinese brands, which can mean Chinese takeaway or cheap labor or poor quality. Wow. So here what I'm doing is really to try to build their thought leadership reputation yes. in the education community in the UK. Uh, to become an opinion leader among their peers. Mm-hmm. That is by getting them to speak at relevant conferences, 
writing articles about the education issues in the East and the West、mm-hmm. and so on. So in a nutshell,、uh, PR can help、uh, transparent to build its reputation and credibility, so that their target audience in the West is convinced that they are they are good,、uh, they are also have high standard,、uh, and and that finally they trust them、uh, as another brand、uh, like other phone brands. So you come back to the same word as you started with at the beginning: building、yeah. trust. Building the relationship, building the profile,、um, building credibility. I guess.、Um, yes. Especially if we have still people with stereotypes about China, as you just mentioned. Yes.、Um, so tell me. I mean, obviously, you bring a great deal of passion to these campaigns.、Um, what do you like most about、uh, your PR, doing PR? Yes. Uh, I. Um, well, yes, I've been doing PR since I graduated from my journalism school. Oh, right. Especially in Hong Kong, and I have to say I love it ever since then. What I really, really like about PR is that I can honestly say that I'm never bored with my job、uh, any single day.、Uh, I think this is because it's great for people、um, who want to live in different parts of the world and get to know different cultures and people. And I think what I really like about PR is that the skills is transferable from. From country to country, and just to take myself as an example, I've been working in Hong Kong, Singapore, and London over the past decades, and now I run my own PR business in London, doing Europe Asia communications. So I love the fact that I can use my background and knowledge back in Asia in my current role, and that's the most exciting thing about PR that it is transferable, and that you get to know different people, different companies every day. Yes, it's a fantastic learning and a sharing experience, and of di- and getting to know so many different cultures at the same time.、Um, yeah. Well, Sally, this has been a really great conversation, and I really appreciate the time you've taken to do this.、Um, just before I let you go, I have one final question: What do you think is the most important challenge you solve for your clients with East West PR? I think it's actually about education. By that I means、uh, educating the client about how things can be done very differently in each other's country, and educate the client and the consumers uh, that uh, please don't feel offended if things are not done exactly in their ways. I think that's often the challenge in all sorts of、uh, campaigns and of course different sectors. Yes, it's a dialogue, isn't it?、Um... And I'm sure that's a really important tip that businesses will want to think about and develop for themselves. So that's it for today. I'd like to thank Sally for being my guest. Thank you, Sally. Thank you.、Uh, great to have you. And if you'd like to know more, please visit Sally's website at www.11kconsulting.com. That's 11kconsulting.com, which is also there at the links below. And listening to more news and views on doing business in Asia at Asia Business Network Expert Series, to which you can also subscribe on iTunes. So until the next time, happy listening.